ECW live cast. This week is episode 37. We are covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 77 and 78 from October 11th and October 18th of 1994. I'm Mike Prue along with JV. As always, JV, what's going on? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Can't wait to continue on watching some ECW TV. For our BTT army here and the Goon Squad. And man, we left off last time with some shenanigans. And I can't wait to see what happens with that. We left off with the Sandman getting his eye poked out with the cigarette <laughs> from Tommy Dreamer. And then there was all this fucking sympathy for the Sandman. Remember that fucking bullshit? Yeah, it was like a, like a double turn. I don't even know if you'd call it a double turn. Well, I think that's what we uh, said. It was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's like a double turn. Because the fans were happy for Tommy Dreamer because he took all those cane shots. And then they turned on him like, oh, uh, what the fuck, man? Why are you, why are you poking him out with his cigarette? <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested to see how this plays out. Is this like going to be like a heel versus heel thing? Is the crowd going to pick a side? I don't know. I don't know what to expect here. Yeah, so I'm interested in seeing what happens with that. But, you know, hopefully we'll get more. I don't know exactly what happens on these two episodes. So we'll see as we cover these two episodes in October. October 11th and October 18th. Things are starting to get hot again here. And we're getting closer to what I remember of being my favorite point of ECW, which was 1995. But it's starting to feel like that at this point. Because so many of the roster members are of that time of 95. So we're just about there. But Out of curiosity, how many e- how many ECWs had you ECW shows had you been to live? Just that one? Just the one. Yeah. Okay. Just the Which one. We'll be covering in the future. Yeah, at some point we'll get to it. We said we were going to get to it around Christmas, but like I said, we took a look at it. It's like three hours long, and yeah, we're not going to sit for three hours and watch that. <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of got a craft. We have to figure long. it out and. We'll, we'll, like we'll get it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to need some production. Yeah. Some planning. And, and don't worry, because it's a 1998 show. So we have four years to get it to you <laughs> before it's actually the time that we would cover that era. So anyway, we'll get to it at some point, hopefully earlier or sooner rather than later. All right. But before we get into this episode, let's do our normal thing here and Remind you guys where to find us. You can find us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. 
John Van Damage with an H. Also, check out JV and I's other show. It's called The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, The Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, where we are breaking down Steve Austin's run from WWF in December of 95 all the way through until 2003. And we are currently in 2001. We just did October of 2001 at No Mercy, the triple threat match, RVD, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship in our 100th episode of the Chronological Order. So check and that out. And this is out. the last reign for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, he had, just, right, he had just won it on October 8th, 2001 for his sixth title reign. And this is it. The last time he's the champion. So that show is coming to an end within the next year. But we have a whole set of episodes for you to go back and check out. So if you like listening to us here, you'll like what we have to say there. We're pretty pretty extreme over there too. <laughs> and it's not just about Austin. It's you know a lot of attitude era shit that we talk about. And you know, if you enjoy us, you'll enjoy us over there too. That's the bottom line with that. So check us out over there. And you can follow us on Twitter at BottomLineCast. All right. So we get some shout-outs, though. So we had some people messaging us and tweeting at us for the past couple of weeks. So let me uh, point out a few. And we'll start with Sean Olmstead. Sean Olmstead tweeted to us um, a few days ago. He said, oh, you guys forgot to mention on the fr- – on the- that was the first episode of this year in January. First episode in January was um, when Mick Foley and Mick, Mikey Whipwreck won the tag team titles. So he said, oh, you guys forgot to say that uh, Mick Foley is the first to hold the WCW, WWF tag team titles, and the ECW tag team titles. So that makes him like the first triple crown champion of WCW, WWF, ECW. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. That's crazy. That is pretty cool. It's like something on his resume. I, I, I don't think it ever hit me that he, you know, he was the first to do that. I probably didn't know, honestly, that it was the first time he had done that. Oh, he was the first to do it. So, like, you know, it, it, it kind of puts Mick Foley a little higher on my rankings all time. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know where, but he probably jumped someone on the list. Well, I, I think he's already pretty <laughs> high on your list anyway <laughs> yeah. in the first place. Well, yeah. So he was he was tag team champions with Kevin Sullivan. And even one in one of these ECW promos, he spit on that tag team title right in the promo and said, "This doesn't mean shit," or whatever the fact, you know, something to that effect. This doesn't mean anything. He spit on it, and he got a lot of heat from Ric Flair, who was on the booking committee WCW at the time, when he spat on that title. So he was tag team champs with Kevin Sullivan, WCW, then ECW here with Mikey Whipwreck, and then in WWF. We know because we covered it on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Yes. He became champions with Stone Cold Steve Austin first. As Dude Love. Hey, Steve-O! It's me. <laughs> it's Dude Love. <laughs> you love the Dude Love. That's your dude. Um, that's, I fucking love the dude. The <laughs> that's your dance move, too. <laughs> I've seen you out. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah, the little strut. Dude, dude, Feeling nice, you know? <laughs> so anyway, he he becomes the champ with Dude Love, Stone Cold and Dude Love. But that's not what Sean's referring to. Because the way he wrote it in the text, it's like, oh, Mick Foley won it 
with um WCW, ECW, WWF in 98, he said. In 98. I was like, no, he won in 97. He won in 97 as Do Love. But then I rethought. It's like, oh, shit, no. In 98, he won the tag team titles with Terry Funk or Chainsaw Charlie as Cactus Jack. Bang, bang. So Cactus Jack was the Triple Crown champion. Not Mick Foley. Cactus okay. Jack with Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack with Mikey Whipwreck, Cactus Jack with Chainsaw Charlie. No shit. Oh, okay. Oh, that's even more, you know, that's even cooler. Yeah. So I had to, I had to just break that down, clear that. <laughs> but Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't realize that's what he meant. That's fucking, that's a hell of yeah. a stat he pulled up. Yeah, that's badass, Sean. Thank you for that. And also, uh, Rick Beebe is giving us new nicknames. <laughs> And he did this in regards to bottom line wrestling cast, but I figured, hey, point him out here because he's the head of our research department when it comes to some things. But I think, hey, Sean Olmstead's in, uh, he's in that group now. <laughs> he's in the, he's on the crew. Yeah, I think we have an associate, uh, yeah, associate research, research analyst on the team. There you go. Yeah, he's now under the umbrella of Rick Beebe, and eventually they'll be tag team partners. <laughs> That'd be cool. If we had, like, a company. <laughs> yeah. You guys are head of research. Chief operating officers. There you go. So, <laughs> Rick, it's creative because I, I like it because it has to do with Stone Cold. So, he's like, oh, you got to check out. He's, like, giving us a plug. You got to check out the bottom line wrestling cast, blah, 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 with um, Superstar at NPRU83. So, I'd say Superstar Pro, right? Superstar Pro. And then he said, the Fall River Rattlesnake at John Van Damage. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you're the Fall River Rattlesnake. River with an A, not with an E-R. Fall River Rattlesnake. There's no other way to spell it. Well, instead of JV, I would say, it's the Fall River Rattlesnake JVD. Yes. And then the Superstar Pro. And the reference to the Superstar is that that's what Steve Austin was in ECW. Is the Superstar Steve Austin. Which is a fucking... Awesome name because he's basically shitting on the whole crew of ECW. I'm the superstar, <laughs> but also referencing. Oh, that's what Vince McMahon calls his wrestlers, superstars. So I'm superstar. None of you are anything. So thanks for that, Rick. Superstar Pro and Fall River Rattlesnake JV in the house right here. Then another thing that I wanted to bring up, and I stumbled upon this, looking just looking at podcast. I came across a new podcast called the Reliving the Extreme Podcast. And I was like, fuck, there's an ECW podcast out there. <laughs> and there had only been a couple when we started this. One that just dropped off after like two episodes. There's one that that shouts us out every once in a while over in England. And they're pretty good too. But there's this new one, Reliving the Extreme Podcast. And the co-host of it, who gives a lot of good information, is lukewarm Chad Austin. Come on. Yeah, he has his own fucking ECW podcast. And That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I listened to the first three episodes, and I enjoyed it because he's funny funny as fuck. And he just really? like, yeah, he's just like bullshitting with the guys that are the host of the show. And he's giving some like good information about what was happening. They go episode by episode, just like we did from the start, 1993 shit. But he gives his like 
background information of what was going on, you know, behind the scenes and who like Tommy Cairo was like and what Sandman's like and that kind of shit. Yeah. But he's kind of like off the cuff too. Like it's not even like he's planned for. He's just like fucking, hey, hey, what's up, man? (laughs) Like just funny. It's funny as fuck. And that guy must have amazing stories to tell. God. (laughs) Just in the three episodes that I listened to. Like, oh man, shit, really? (laughs) And they're up to like 15 episodes or so. They started in September 2020 and they've, they've been. Going right through, so they're up to June ninety three right now. So check that out if you want a little <laughs> lukewarm Chad Austin. You know he's become one of our main guys to talk about on this show every once in a while, and he's going to be leaving soon too. So you know, might as well shout him out there on his new show that he has, which is nice because for him it's not even like it's his show. He just shows up, and talks whenever he wants. And I know? think we've been mostly mostly positive. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think maybe in the beginning we shat on him. Don't a take bit. it per if he's yeah. listens. Like, hey, don't take it personally, right? Or if his we got we got to keep a comedic aspect to what's going on here. Exactly. Part of that is putting down other people, <laughs> right? <laughs> now we didn't even get the name Lukewarm ourselves. We actually got it from that that other podcast, that the British one. Because they had said remember. it, and then you know, way back I said, "Oh, these guys call him Lukewarm," so we just ran with it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Too bad I already trademarked it. (laughs) (laughs) So, to continue on with that, as I told our friend Frank Alves, you know, oh, this is Zola, ECW podcast. I told him, like, a week ago, whatever. He gets back to me today, and he's talking about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I I listened to it. You know, it's pretty good. I like it. So, I still still think you guys do a better job, though. So, oh, thanks. So I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, he's like, you should. You, you got to find a way to let him know that you call him lukewarm. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I tried to. He doesn't have Twitter. I would have. I would have tweeted at him. Like, oh yeah, check out a show. We call you lukewarm, Chad Austin. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he would be cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I, when you're in the when you're in the entertainment industry, it's kind of that kind of comes with that job. Yeah. <laughs> So the only the only gripe that I mentioned, and it was funny because I was talking to Frank about it. It's like, yeah, it's good. They got good information, a lot of shit. And he's like, ah, oh, but you know, oftentimes, it's what Frank says. I hear a lot of weird noises. I heard dogs. I heard crickets. I heard car horns once. I heard kids crying. <laughs> <laughs> Sets the scenery up. It's like, yeah, all right. I don't know. That is funny though. <laughs> So anyway, guys, out in the BTT Army, go check them out, but, you know, stick with us. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's move on now. Last episode, like we said, we had Tommy Dreamer poking Sandman's eye with a cigarette in an I Quit match, and this led to a whole lot of speculation of, between JV and I, what the fuck's going on here? So hopefully yeah. that question is solved when we continue on these two episodes this week, October 11th and October 18th of 1994. Let's get into it. So we're going to set ourselves up, as always, if you're watching along on the network. So eventually we're going to be the fucking Peacock Network. <sighs> hopefully that doesn't fuck up everything for us. But 
As of right now, everything's cool. So go over to In Ring, ECW, Hardcore TV, October 11th, 1994. You're going to get a runtime of 40 minutes and 53 seconds. I'll do as I always do. Give us a countdown, three down to one. When I say play, we all click play. Just to give you a moment, I will read the little blurb that we have here for October 11th. Jason defends the ECW TV Championship against Mikey Whipwreck. The maniacal Matt Bourne, born again, battles Too Cold Scorpio. Public Enemy takes on Donnie Allen and Dino Sendoff in tag team action, plus Tommy Dreamer, and much more. Whenever someone says much more, that means there's nothing more. That was it. Yeah, that's it. They wrote everything already. (laughs) Once you see this, the show's pretty much wrapped up. Luckily, we space it out, so you have to stay to the end. (laughs) Because they don't want to just finish off with saying, plus Tommy Dreamer, period. Plus Tommy (laughs) Dreamer, and much more. (laughs) Sounds much better. Like, if this doesn't interest you, come see what the much much more yeah, might be. Try to figure out what the more is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's do the countdown, JV. Uh, Rets to go. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. All right. They got their new What's graphics going. Recap? Oh, they're hyping the November to remember. Oh, this is early on. They're calling it the... November to remember. Not just November to remember. Alright, so this show... The bat and chair fight. Yeah, that's right. Cactus and Rocco Rock swinging bats and chairs at each other on the eagle's nest. Aluminum bats are so, like, such a strong move. Oh, whoopee cushion from Doink onto (laughs) Shane Douglas. I didn't see that. When was that? I don't remember that either. Are they showing clips from November to remember already? This is October 11th. Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) These guys just showed up again. Yeah, the Pitbulls. Last episode, the Pitbulls. They had been on AFK for a while. Actually, you know what? This is showing us stuff that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Because... Nice super kick. Yeah, they must have shown the wrong, wrong opening. Some of these matches haven't happened yet. I like this opening though. It's really sh- it's showcasing the talent better. It is, and it's talent that we haven't seen yet. <laughs> it just showed the pitbulls. I'm excited. With- I could have sworn I saw Francine with the pitbulls in there. Could be wrong. But here's the regular opening. Boo. That was weird. So anyways, they were advertising November to remember. It's almost like they fucked up. Yeah. Like editing. Yeah, this could have been like an after the fact video that they put out. Instead of the actual TV program. So maybe they sold like a DVD set at one point. That's where the network got it from. And it had that footage on it. And whoever was producing it and editing it for network didn't know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> Just left it on. We can see that happening. All right, we got Joey Styles. What's he gonna say for us? Oh, they're in Hamburg. They're in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. They're not in ECW arena. 
Joey Styles is actually in Paul Heyman's parents' basement. <laughs> I really like Joey Styles' tie here. Ain't gonna lie. No, that's not a bad tie. Power tie right there. I don't like his collar though. It's all fucking frumpy. No. Doesn't. It's a cheap shirt. <laughs> But he's got the suit jacket. He's looking good. I always said, young JV. Yeah, I can see it as I get older. When you had those glasses, that, those style glasses, that was you. The Joe Styles. <laughs> I can't say that I don't like that. It's good to be Joey Styles. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> When's he going to pull that out? Shit. I'm sorry, I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the public enemy against Donnie Allen and Dino Sendoff. And they're not even taking their jackets off. They're going to fuck these guys up real quick. They got aluminum bats. They got Easton's. <laughs> like a $300 bat in 1994. That is an Easton. <laughs> Yeah, so Johnny Grunge has the East, and I don't know what. Who's this guy's name? Rock. Fat Savio Vega. Dino Sendoff. Dino Sendoff. Send his ass off. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Send his ass off. I think Rock or Rock has a softball bat. <laughs> kind of looks like Rock or Rock. His brother. <laughs> it does. Well, you know, I like how they fight with their. Uh, their hoodlum hoodies. Um, yeah, what are those called? Yeah, with the hats. With the hats. Hat. Yeah, the white socks with the hats. Oh, we got the jailbird chants. <laughs> Shut, jail yeah. Shut up with the jailbird chants. Hey, what was the thing with the... Oh, that was a nice move. Suplex into a crossbody. But they're not going for a finish. Again, they got those Knicks jerseys on, or Knicks pajamas on. And back to the hats, though. I was going to say, what's the thing with you know, Chicago White Sox at the time? It's being like, you're a badass if you wear Chicago White Sox shit. Well, that's what, like, the hip-hop community was supporting I know. at the time, right? Like, right, it was, but the hip-hop community was broken east to west coast for the most part, and smack dab in the middle is fucking Chicago. <laughs> Maybe that was the underlying meeting. Meaning, let's meet in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the middle. If if you wear socks gear, white socks gear, we're all cool. We're yeah, cool yeah. It's neutral. You're neutral. <laughs> we're probably so wrong with that. Someone's listening to this, like, no, nah, you fucking honkies, you don't know shit. <laughs> Please explain to me the meaning. You know why the white socks? They didn't win the World Series that year, right? Oh, Maybe because of Michael Jordan. Just Chicago in general? Yeah, maybe. I think it was just more of the black and white. Yeah. Because the Raiders, too. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. But, Raiders West Coast. So, yeah, kind of. Kind of throws our thesis out the window. Yeah, huh? <laughs> it does. All right, we got a promo from Public Enemy, and they're always pretty damn good when they do oh, these little videos. out here. Oh, and they got their own t-shirt now. All right, let's take a listen. 
in this very hood with Deaf Enemy. You remember Deaf Enemy when we were kids? Johnny, you remember Deaf Enemy? Never gonna forget him. And this was the life. This was our life. This was the only life. The only life we knew. On these streets. Here. This is all we had. We never had a taste. We never had a flavor. We never had anything for life. But these streets. This was our home. And then one year ago. They dropped us off in front of the ECW arena. And we became wrestlers. Wrestlers, Johnny. And it didn't take us long. Because we rose to the top fast. And we became tag team champions of the ECW. And then, Cactus Jack. Mikey Whipwreck. You better remember one thing, boys. We're more afraid of living than dying. So you better be more afraid of winning than losing. Because Cactus Jack, we got a flavor for life. We got a taste for life! And we want our belt back! And I saw the fear in your eyes! I saw the fear when I swung my back! And I never swung at no baseball! But once you're on the streets and you see the fear in a man's eyes, he's going down! And I knew, I knew with that very second! Johnny, I knew on November to remember that we would be tag team champs again. Remember one thing, boys. We're naughty by nature and violent by design. Welcome back. All right. All right. That was pretty awesome. Just inconsistent. It was. It's awesome because it was funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but it's like went thirty seconds longer than it needed to. Yeah, way longer. But the, <laughs> but the thing you don't see, obviously, is all the strategic bottles lined up that Rocco is hitting. There's like bottles set up like every three feet while he's walking towards the camera yeah, yeah. for him to knock down with his bat. <laughs> and then I, I when I laughed out there. It was because Johnny Grunge did a little sidekick to a bottle, <laughs> kicked it off a little thing. I, I liked I liked the whole metal bat, aluminum bat, and breaking glass though. It yeah, just, it, that was like a Public Enemy origin story too. It's pretty cool. It was. Who the fuck was? <laughs> who was Deaf Enemy though? Is that like the original? Like I don't know. I know you're just saying like there's this origin story. They were talking about this. You remember Death Enemy? Like that was like the original rivals or whatever that they beat. They fucking beat up or something and became public enemy. <laughs> yeah. Did you know who Death Enemy was? Were I have no like fucking clue what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even exist? <laughs> I think they just made it up. 
That's what I assumed. I'm like, I think this is just like fabricated. Yeah, they're talking shit. Public yeah. enemy lore. <laughs> uh oh, let's make fun of Too Cold. All right. NWA, and you make it ECW. You take a clown, and you make it born again, or whatever you want to call yourself. Boring again. Born again. Born tomorrow, or born whenever you, you be say born. Boring. But when you step in the ring, <laughs> I bet you I'd be born to be wearing your ass out. Because tonight's the night. You know what I'm saying? Because when it's all said and done, whoop, there it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm gone. I don't know what you're saying, but you should have said born again. <laughs> I think born again, Matt Born fucking gained like 30 pounds in like two weeks since he's been there. My God! But he's Just such watch him, Phoenix. Watch him. He's such a great character. Yeah, this character rules. I like look forward to it now. I mean, even in WWF, the original Doink is awesome. If you go back and watch it, but this one is like just putting it out there. But yeah, you're right, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Well, there was even a promo recently that we covered where he's, he takes right from Batman. It's not, it's, not, it's not the Joker's line, but it's a Joker scene where he says, You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, it's Batman says that. Right. Yeah, Bruce Wayne says it. Yeah, yeah When they're Bruce in Vicky Vale's apartment. Such a great says, character. Evidence with a devil by the pale moonlight. So why did he decide not to do the full face paint? Because he was worried, or? Oh, that, that might be part of it, probably, is that if he went full doink character, then maybe they get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they're just calling him born again. So he's born again being, he's born, like, out of being, like, just being out of doink and now being himself again, in a way, but also... Yeah. His name was Matt Bourne. His gimmick name is Matt Bourne. He's Matt Arsbourne. So now he's Matt Bourne again. So yeah. It's pretty in-depth. <laughs> if you think about it. Oh yeah. And that that's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman had to have come up with all of that. Oh, we're going to do this. You're going to be doink, but you're not going to be doink. Because we don't want them to... Have any right to say anything? You'll be Matt Born, but born again. <laughs> I like. I love that that heel move. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm fuck you. Cut me out. I don't give a shit. I always thought that when somebody does that, a heel does that, the announcer on commentary should reference something to the effect of. Oh, well, they're giving up money. They're giving up money on this one by walking out. Yeah, that is that would be a good take. It's like you want to be in the match so you can win money. If you, What's the point of just leaving? Oh, you don't get beat, but like, if I was a heel, I'd always just walk out if it had no effect on me getting paid. <laughs> Thanks for the free paycheck. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, he's losing his money. I bet anybody, I, I, if anybody were to say that on commentary, it would be Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, Jesse, the body Ventura. I could see Jesse saying that. What's he not want to get paid? You know, like, <laughs> oh, that sounded good. That sounded good. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably never do it again. Oh, that was good. Shit. All right, so they're in the ring now. Two Cold Scorpio and Matt Bourne. Born again. Oh, drop down takedown. Such a shit ankle hold. I hate yeah, that, that sucks. Wow. <laughs> he totally missed that. Yeah, I don't, don't think he could hit that if he tried, it looked like. Yeah, Matt Bourne went for a Insiguri kick. Oh, nice nice flip from Scorpio into a pinfall. Now we got an arm bar. And, JV, arm we haven't done the time. Arm bar. Uh, 15, 27, 28, yep. 29. Yep. We're good. I felt like you were dead on with me, which is good, because I forgot to do the check earlier. We got usually I huge. call that out. Yeah, I usually do. Hey, what is Scorpio wearing? Sting's generic pants? <laughs> he stole them. <laughs> oh, I stole these from the Stinger back in 1992. <laughs> My pants now, punk. I want to hear him do a promo on him taking Sting's pants. Like, hey, hey, I took your pants. You know, like, hey, hey, they were in your bag once. Now they're in my bag. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of like an elaborate promo, and you actually did what his promo is. Just, <laughs> just straight, straight to the point. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh. Joey's saying that uh, the franchise is basically scouting this match. Oh, yes. Shane's going to have a match with Too Cold coming up soon. But he's got to go through Doink first. Then probably might have to go through Mr. Hughes, you think, right? Yeah, Build I think so. to a big match. That's how I book it. That's simple booking right there. Yeah, work the gauntlet up. Yeah. Oh, Doink. I keep calling him Doink. I'm calling him Doink. That's Fuck fine. you. It's Doink. Yeah. That's his character. Fucked up Doink just bit the nose of... Born again. <laughs> the maniacal. Oh, that's great. Joey Styles like, great scientific wrestling by Born Again. Biting the nose of Too Cold Scorpio. <laughs> so I think Matt Bourne is just using Batman gimmicks. You know? So he he's doing the you want to get nuts from bat from the first Batman, but then he's using the Batman Returns Penguin butting the nose off of the from Batman Returns from Batman Returns when they're in the, uh, the campaign office and uh, Oswald comes down from the spiral staircase and the guy's like oh yeah ah my nose can be blushing blushing. Whatever the fuck. Is it Christopher Walken's character he bites? Who's like his dad? No, he bites like the nerdy intern Assistant? of the yeah. campaign. Yeah, 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 okay. Bites his nose. And it's all gushing blood. And he like grabs the tip of the other girl. <laughs> Which is actually an SNL cast member at the time. Her name slips to my mind at the moment. Oh, these guys are taking it to the mat. Yeah, they're doing mat wrestling here. Matt Bourne wrestling. A little unexpected. For me, at least. Well, that's the thing they always said about Doink the Clown. Even in WWF is that, oh, he, he might be crazy, but he's a good wrestler. 
I love how sloppy Matt Bourne's doink costume is. Is that this? <laughs> it's it's just untucked. He, the top cover of his his outfit, where it has like the straps where you like connect them underneath your junk, and then pull up your trunk your your trunks from the bottom, obviously, like your pants. They're just hanging out. <laughs> it looks all sloppy. His stomach's hanging out. And we're coming back from a commercial break now. So the action has changed. And Mr. Hughes is beating up Too Cold outside of the ring. Oh, he's, he's holding Too Cold. Matt Bourne comes down with a punch. And Scorpio gets out of the way just in time and nails Mr. Hughes. And now Too Cold and Doink are back in the ring. Doink is doing his thing. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. And you would think right now would be the time where he says, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be great if he pulled out glasses. <laughs> like, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? I'm hoping for it now. <laughs> this guy, this cameraman's shirt is like a fucking picnic tablecloth. <laughs> what? The guy, the cameraman, watch. You'll see him. Oh, Pee-wee! Pee-wee gets tossed. Doink just tossed out Pee-wee. Nails! Ooh, wooden chair. Oh, wooden chair. Yeah, wooden chair, man. All right, so he hits Scorpio with a wooden chair. Scorpio set up now for Doink to go up for a whoopee cushion. Boom! Not his best whoopee cushion. No, not really. You can see he didn't land on him. What's great about the whoopee cushion, though, is that Matt Bourne did that all the time throughout his entire career. It wasn't just a doink move. They came up with the name Whoopi Cushion just because that was his go-to move. Oh, Mr. Hughes just came in the ring. He gave doink his doink wig. Mr. Hughes punching the fuck out of Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks funny with that. <laughs> Too cold Scorpio <laughs> has become a clown. Uh, this is good shit. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hughes is stomping on him. Oh, yes. All right, let's listen to this. How does it feel? How does it feel to live in my hell? <laughs> it's the first step. You wish the first stage. Boy, ah! Live in my hell, punk! Ah! <laughs> live in your hell? You were paid good money to live in that hell. You did it voluntarily. You sold out to live in that hell. I love it. I love it. That's so good. He's saying, look at you. Live in my hell. Look at the clown that I was. This is the clown you'll become. And guess what? He does become that clown. Flash Funk, baby. Yeah, he does. Flash Funk. <laughs> And Joey Styles is shitting on him. You sold out. That's why you became a clown. That's why you sold out. That's right. Same thing happens to you. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, there it is, Flash Funk. Yeah, you just got served. <laughs> There's your future. Don't, don't just gave it to you. <laughs> Poetic justice. Practice your act, baby. Practice your act, baby. 
You're the original doink. You're the sellout. Doink? If you can't live with it, leave it alone. What can we call you? Scorpy doink? Scorpy doink? <laughs> they really look giving it to him. <laughs> How does it feel? Live in my hell, you good for nothing punk. You live in my hell, and you're gonna learn to love it. <laughs> live in my hell. That's so great. great. I'm getting paid. <laughs> oh shit! Rock and Rebel the came hell? down to the ring. All right. Did we miss that? Did... No. It cut. It cut the commercial. Rock and Rebel comes out to uh, make fun of uh, Too Cold for wearing the doink shit, and then Too Cold kicked his ass. So fuck Rock oh, and Rebel. Okay. Hashtag fuck Rock and Rebel. How did you know that's what happened? Because I uh, I looked at the results. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, when I was setting up like the notes for this, what gotcha. matches we'd be covering, I saw that and I was like, what the fuck was that? So I looked it up. Thank you, because I would have been. Yeah. I hate that. That's a big. That's a big gap. They cut it out and then they came right back at the end of the commercial. I like how Joey Styles is kind of like telling background. us what the motive is of the maniacal Matt Bourne. And Matt Bourne is just pissed off that he had to accept money from the WWF to be a clown. Might be one of his best characters is the ECW doink. Uh, I'm liking it so far. Since we've kind of transitioned to what you know is the real ECW, he's a hit in my opinion. And I like how he came came in as just doink and got his ass kicked by 911, and then later that night made his packed with Shane Douglas and Shane Douglas came out as Doink. They've been buddies ever since. No, and that's another funny thing is that he he comes in as Doink, the guy that hates WWF. Then Shane Douglas is gonna leave not too soon from this point and become Dean Douglas. Money talks, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, some of the stories I hear are what these guys were like making then. Oh, it's nothing. No, I mean, it sounded for the 90s. It seemed like they're making damn good money to go to WWF. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard from interviews with Shane Douglas is that he was making more money doing ECW because it was money that he was actually getting. Guaranteed. But let's listen to Doink. A very wise man once told me, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you know who he is. You gotta stay close to your enemies. <laughs> Didn't make a lot of sense to me when he first told me that, but as I as I thought about it and as I looked at the enemies around me, <laughs> I understood what he was saying. <laughs> you see, if you stay close to your enemies, you're gonna know where they're at. You're gonna know what they're thinking because they're gonna talk to you because you're close to them. <laughs> and that's the same concept I used with Two Court Scorpio. He is my enemy, <laughs> but I let him think 
that he was on top of everything. Oh, yeah. He's a phenomenal wrestler. He comes flying pillar to post. Oh, yeah, you never know what he's going to kick you in the mouth. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but what happened is uh, I shared a little bit of myself. You know, like I said, stay close to your enemies. I want to share myself with Tupor Scorpio. <laughs> you see, he felt a little bit of what I felt, you know, all bunched up. Oh, several, several, many, many years bunched right together. I gave him right to Scorpio there and let him feel a little bit of that emotion. <laughs> you see, there's a lot of guys out there wanting to be doink. Doink who? Who is it? <laughs> Everybody wants to be a doink. There's several of them. There's many of them out there. But there's only one. There's only one real one. There's only one original. But I'm not doink. I'm not doink, no. Whoever said I was doink? Ah, man. <laughs> but Ducourt Scorpio, you know, I feel like I've really done something. I've really have accomplished something here. I've let you feel what other people have, have felt. I mean, not too many people get that opportunity now, you know? To know where somebody's coming from, to feel that hell. To feel that, oh, maybe once in a while a bit of pleasure comes up, but it's really hell. <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> oh, hell can be really hell. <laughs> you know, I feel so good about it though, Scorpio. You know, I was gonna dig in and grab out a bunch of tricks out of my bag, but why give you everything at once, you know? I just give you a little taste. <laughs> what do you want now? <laughs> Live in the hell a little bit longer because I know you have dreams. Oh, I bet you they're sweet, nasty, ugly dreams too. <laughs> yes, I feel so good. Oh my goodness, I feel born again. <laughs> It was a great laugh. That was awesome. It, was, it wasn't perfect, but it was awesome. No, it wasn't perfect. It was kind of all over the place, but it just shows. Well, that's what he is. Right, shows the craziness. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, and just listen to Matt Bourne's style of promo, and he, he even done it before back in Mid South Wrestling when he was just Matt Bourne. He has this style of uh, in. Many people had this style of promo based off of this guy I'm about to say. But the person that I'm about to say, he could have made a great doink. And JV, I'll give you a one guess. I don't want to prolong it, but one guess. that Who do you think he sounds like in these promos? A famous wrestler, WWF wrestler, that has those similar kind of style promos. That Oh, shit, he could have been a fucking doink if he wasn't a huge star. Oh, Ted DiBiase. Oh, shit, he could have been, too. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that. But actually, Ted DiBiase was Matt Bourne's tag team partner back in Midwest oh, really? Wrestling. Yep. Ah, but I, was I, thinking, I was thinking Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. Yep. That promo style that he just did, mm -hmm. that's Roddy Piper. But as a clown. All right, so we got a TV. Oh, he'd have been awesome guy. as fucking. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was great as right. probably better Obviously. as Roddy Piper. No, yeah, I'm not saying he should have been. But was <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I know. That's I know. like the style of doink. I guess I'm just saying Matt Bourne ripped off Roddy Piper and then used that to be doink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder if this match is going to be any good. Yeah. I'm Jason has uh, been getting better since we... It feels like. Yes, but where's his guy? Where's his... Where's Dean Malenko? 
Hmm. He's been beating. He's not, he's not ringside. He's been beating his opponents for the past couple episodes with Malenko at ringside. My gut tells me he'll show up at some point with a wooden chair, because those are all the rage in '94. It seems like. Oh, you think Malenko would come in and like put him in like some kind of submission hole? Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah. He's got him in the clover leaf. Something. Awesome clover leaf. All right, they're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, here in the high school gym. <laughs> oh, the rec center. Looks more like the rec center. Kind of looks like Bankshire Domery. Think about it. Uh, wait, wait until you see the other angle. Well, yeah, the windows, first of all. We'll take a look at the, the other side with the basketball hoop. Just like the floor of a Bankshire Domery. Are they going to a break already? Just fucking started. Oh, the break's over. Okay, here we go. <laughs> But see the hoop up there? Yeah. No, I didn't. Jason is a great TV champ sign front row. What the fuck? <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> oh, Joey Styles just said it too. <laughs> see, you and Joey Styles. <laughs> yeah. Cut from the same cloth. Right there. There's the shot. That's Banks for now. Oh, yep. It definitely does. That looks like the back wall. Yep. When you walk in. Yep. So Jason's held this title for a little while at this point. And Mikey's a former TV champion. Yep. So Mikey has a shot here. Jason is not known as being like this big superstar. He's, he's yeah, lucky to have the title. He's not Goldberg here. <laughs> right. He's lucky to have the title, and he's been saved a bunch of times. Mikey's the underdog who's former champion. So he could have a good shot here at winning this title. All right. We've got a pile driver attempt here. Let's see. Let's set here and down with the pile driver. Jeffrey Lawler style right there. Look good, actually. Can't complain about that one. Jason is happy that he didn't injure Mikey. <laughs> One knee down. Oh, well, that was a three count. Mikey got his... That looked like a fuck up. The ref counted three. And then Mikey got the shoulder up. That was fucked up. Uh -oh. You fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> Come on, crowd. Fuck. If it was ECW Arena, not Harrisburg, Pennsylvania... They would have been chanting, you fucked up. You want to give it up? Give it up, smacks him in the face. That's awesome. I love this. That's cool. Oh, really? He wants to wrestle? Oh, down. Jason brings him down to the mat. Continues the maneuver. Mikey's wiggling around. Now we get an arm lock. It's a Matt wrestling here with Jason. Mikey hanging on here. Mikey being tied up now like a pretzel. Jason relinquishes the hold. Break his neck. Break his neck. Yeah, someone in the crowd. Oh, standing drop kick from Jason. And that looked like he actually gave him a big boot to the face. Legit. 
Wow. Jason's tights like shit. Horrible. Looks like he has girl boots on too. Like how they kind of drape over. They're not wrestling style boots. So they're not straight up. They kind of like yeah, fold pants, over. Fucking pants like a boss slut wears to the gym to work out in. Like a what does? His pants like the fucking trash leopard. Yeah. Jason just got tossed off the top rope by Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey Whipwreck's climbing to the top. Jason is about to get up here. What's Mikey going to do? Cross. Oh, no. What? Come on. Set yourselves up better for that spot. So Mikey yep. comes down with a clothesline, and Jason sticks his arm out, knocks the ref out. I guess he's being smart there. All right, I'm about to go down, so let me take the ref out. Yep. That makes sense, okay. So the ref's down. Mikey's going for the count. He should win the title. The public enemy is now in the ring. And they're fucking up Mikey. Why are they going after Mikey? Oh, yeah, that's right. Cactus Jack and Mikey beat them for the titles. The public enemy is pissed off here. Yep. Getting some retribution here on Mikey. Oh, Cactus Jack's going to have something to say about this soon. Jason's tossed on to Mikey. The ref is tossed over by Johnny Grunge. The ref is laying down just counting. <laughs> he didn't even lift his... Oh, you. Yeah, he's not even paying attention to see if, like... His shoulder's up right. Yeah, it's right. fucking terrible. That's fucking dumb. Like, hey, dumb fucking ref, get a clue with what you're doing. The, ex the story was good. What Paul Heyman probably told them to do, you know, that that was good. But the ref sucked. Totally fucked it up. And I bet we'll never see that guy again. Because I'd never seen him before. Probably won't see him again. But here comes oh, Cactus Jack. Oh, he's rocking that mid-90s type shirt there. Drug rug. Silk shirt. That's what called. <laughs> Silk shirt from J.C. Penny. <laughs> With the pattern on it. Arizona. Or Arizona. That, I think that's like J.C. Penny, isn't it? Yeah. It was actually. Cactus Jack versus Sabu the rematch. We didn't like the first one. Actually, we did kind of like the last one. Because Cactus Jack. Oh, Tommy Dreamer. What does he have to say about last week? It's what we've been waiting for. Let's lay out and take a listen to this weird promo. my eyes 
I can see it. I read newspapers, letters. I hear about it wherever I go. Tommy Dreamer's an emotional wreck. Same man. They don't still know what's the matter. It's not in the newspapers. Stop the bullshit. Same man. I went to hit you. I didn't mean to hit you in the eye and blind you. Nancy, I'm sorry for everything that happened in the back. Sam, man, I can't get out of my head. I see the people's eyes. I wanted to give the people in ECW a hardcore I quit match. But I didn't want to take out anybody's eye. And if that means I'm not hardcore, then I'm not hardcore. Same in everything I do in my life, in my career, I do it for you. I'm trying to get Todd to do a, a benefit show for you. And I just, I gotta tell you, just listen real close from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry. Fuck this. I just. This is terrible. You are. Not like you this. are Mr. Hardcore. I should not be fucking apologizing. You taught me how to be tough. Let's I mean, I hope he turns it on and is like, psycho. Right. Everything I do, uh, man. I hope this. Why is he fucking all every time I wrestle, fucked up about it? I wrestle for you. I, I, every time I wrestle, I wrestle for you. Everything I do, I do for you. What are you, fucking Brian Adams? I would do meatloaf. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. What the fuck is Tommy Dreamer crying about? He's He got his ass whipped, and they were going to take full advantage of him. They were trying to make him look like shit. He finally got respect from the fans, and now he's worried that he got Sandman blind. Sandman's a fucking dickhead. Yeah, that was, that was, that sucked. Oh no! I'll do everything. I'm gonna get fundraisers for you. What the fuck? I hope that he's. I hope he's just like playing dead here, just to kind of set him up for another beatdown. But I don't know. We'll see, man. Hopefully. That was that was weird. <laughs> that whole this whole feud's gotten weird. It's a good like feud, who, but who we no, but like who are we supposed yeah, to cheer for right, right now? Like, I guess right now the. But with this audience, who would want that? Like, who would be rooting for Tommy Dreamer? If they're going to be rooting for Tommy Dreamer, they'd be rooting for him because he wants to continue to kick Sandman's ass. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Fuck Sandman. Sandman sucks. But like I said, the last episode is that the crowd's behind Sandman. So it's still up in the air where they're going to go with this. So hopefully we'll get more light shed on it. On the next episode, but I think by November to remember, it will all be played out, which will be coming soon. But hopefully, we get more to the story coming up on the next episode, which will be episode 78 from October 18th, 1994.
We're going to take a little break before we get into it. JV, was there anything you want to say about this episode before we take a little break? Nah, I think we I think we covered it. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a pretty good episode. Um, the, the finish to that Mikey Whipwreck and Jason match was good, but then, you know, the ref spot kind of sucked and fucked it up for me. You know, that was nitpicky, I guess, because not everyone would It's not their fault either. That. I mean, the, the, the ref could have just... Uh, but the star of the show done his job a little better, I guess. Yeah, the star of the show was Matt Bourne, though. Oh yeah, so, highlight all day, yeah. not, not even a close second. So he's the highlight of that episode. We're gonna take a little break. We're gonna have our music break now, also, and it's a request from Sean Olmstead. It's uh one of the actually it's number one song on the rock charts at the time, nineteen ninety four in October. It's Stone Temple Pilots Interstate Love Song. Sweet ass song. <laughs> I I took I took a listen to it again. And look obviously know it and I love it. But the fir- the opening lyrics to the song remind me of what I was like when I was a kid waiting for a pay per view on a Sunday. Waiting on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> for Royal Rumble nine four. You don't hear this often? You must not listen to HJY much. I think it's the only radio station I listen to. What do you mean? Well, they still play it? Of course they do. Oh. They play the same fucking playlist for like the past 15 years. <laughs> and I'm all, I'm all about it. That's why I keep going back. <laughs> yeah, fucking great song. Take a listen to it, and we'll be back with October 18th, 1994.
All right, we're back now for the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV from October 18th of 1994. So get yourself set up if you're watching along with us. And I'll give you just a little blurb from the network as you get yourself situated. Cactus Jack battles Sabu in a legendary hardcore main event. Sounds pretty damn good. Hey, huh? Okay, okay. Public Enemy compete in tag team action. Plus Shane Douglas, Too Cold Scorpio, Tommy Dreamer, and what, JV? Oh, I got to click more. I didn't see the whole thing. And, and much, much more. more. <laughs> I got to click more and much more. <laughs> see more to see and much more. <laughs> I was trying to tee you up. <laughs> I never really opened that. I'm yeah. Just... But yeah, we got the much more again. All right, so that should give you enough time. For us to see much more, I'll just jump down three, down to one, then say play. We click play at the same time when I say play. Three, two, one, play. Ooh, fancy. Oh, look at this black and white editing. Black and white, fancy, like, film noir <laughs> music. <laughs> like, like, it's out of the 30s. Wow. This is kind of like the style that WWF was using in 95 with their openings to Raw. This is high-end shit. Wow, this is dramatic. They're showing the, the caning of Tommy Dreamer in black and white as if it's fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> or Wizard of Oz. I love it. <laughs> it's pretty badass. This is cool. Oh, the same man just took a shot to Tommy Cairo. It's all slow motion, too. Crazier. Man, I, I think this is the music that they actually used on the original episode. But this is some quality music. Like, music-wise, you know, like... That'd be a good t-shirt right there. Black and white. He's looking at the camera with the cigarette in his mouth, ready to be the pile driver. Blowing smoke. <laughs> this is good shit. This is one of the. This is probably. This is the best opening of the episode we've seen. Yes. Black and white story of Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman with this classic music, as you guys can hear in the background. Like, when I was 17, I had some very good beer. <laughs> That's from the Simpsons episode. I don't know if you remember that one. I don't. But it was a Frank, Frank Sinatra song. But Homer was, like, re reliving that. When I was 17, <laughs> I had some very good beer. <laughs> oh, that was pretty damn good. Joey Styles in the house. No crowd, so we know he's definitely in Paul's basement by himself. <laughs> no, like, oh, intro time. Anything. I love the intro. I just wish we had the Thumb the Kiss music background. This one's not bad. They do use this eventually in ECW. It's just that WWE owns this version. So they play it. So this because this was like an ECW original. 
Well, this music was used later, and I think they were able to own this music. Okay. So they applied it to the earliest shit that they didn't... That were that was using music that they didn't own. Like Rob Zombie. And Tool. Gotcha. Not Tool. Uh, Nine Meals. This is extreme. Join the revolution. Right now they got the fake noise in the background from Joey. <laughs> That's right. It's the second annual November to Remember coming up, but we weren't able to watch the first November to Remember because there's no video of it. Oh, look at this card. Taz versus Dimolenko. Public Enemy versus Mikey and Cactus Jack. That's Shane Douglas. Early too. Too cold versus morning again. again. Grudge match rematch. No clowning around. Do <laughs> <laughs> a time check here. I got four minutes. One second. Two seconds. Yeah, we're right on. Right on, man. Sandman's farewell to the fans at November to remember. Hmm. I'm not believing that. Yeah, that is like immediate bullshit, right? <laughs> I mean, we know he doesn't retire. So, he's probably the one up to shenanigans then, right? Not Tommy Dreamer? Yeah. Why is Tommy Dreamer such a little puss? Little pussy. Oh, puss! Public Enemy's fucking up another team at the beginning of a show. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Back-to-back -back shows that just whoever's in the... Whoever, boom, let's fuck him up. They're not even in a match with him. It's just these guys are probably supposed to have a match with somebody else or against each other. They're just trying to break in their bats. That's all. Yeah. He's got to get his softball bat ready. At least Johnny has the Easton. I remember my Easton from 1994. Black and gray. Had the black little plastic top on top. I thought it was badass. I was like, yeah, this thing's corked. I'm fucking hitting shit out of the park with this thing. Fucking hit ground balls to second base. Oh! Johnny Grunge went for a cover. And he let himself off. Little cocky move. Uh oh. First DDT or inverted DDT. Yep. Oh, drive by. What's going on here? I was waiting for. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. There he goes. Reverse DDT there. Send off down. Is that send? That's not send off. That's Stetson. That's Tony Stetson. I guess so. Yeah. He looks cool. We ain't seen him in a while. It looks way cooler than he used to. He's doing nothing. Oh! Knees to the gut on that one. That was Tony Stetson? Yeah, it was Tony Stetson. I feel like we haven't seen Tony, Tony Stetson since early 93. Hitman. Hitman Tony Stetson. 
Do we think the Pitbulls are watching? What do you mean, do we think the Pitbulls are watching? We haven't seen them in like fucking three months. Why would they be watching? That means they're coming back, obviously, like the next episode. Oh, that was a fucking real shot to the back. Tony Stetson's not the hitman. Johnny Grunge is the hitman. <laughs> wow, he's fucking whacking him. He's got both bats. And why is there a set of, like, four tables pushed together over there? That's not making any sense. All right, back to Joey Styles. You think Paulie would put some money into buying a new backdrop since they fucking spray-painted all over this one? Just shows how fucking cheap they were. But they put out a product that has lasted the test of time. And Paul Heyman's still working on Friday nights for the WWE. <laughs> oh, woman. Alright, woman's going to be on the phone. Let's take a listen. It is tragic this mishap occurred and left the Sandman without a career. I mean, in my estimation, the Sandman's performance was good. Nevertheless, under my management, he's made me quite financially sound. Like many others I have managed, Kevin Sullivan, my husband, former world champion Ric Flair, Steiners, Doom, DC Drake, Ralph, just to name a few. But now, Joey, you must understand, under these circumstances, he is of no use to me. The show must go on, and I must go on. I am the hottest attraction on the show today. The ratings, the record gate attendance, all due to me. And I am not about to halt nine years of momentum just because a stereotypical wrestler that I picked up out of the gutter and raised to new prominence didn't learn to cover up his eyes. So yes, on November 5th, I will be there to see the Sandman's retirement party. But he will not see my presentation on the 5th, as, as I will announce the wrestler that I plan to lead to unheard of heights as the career of woman, the most important, influential individual in professional wrestling today. You know, whether or not you agree with the actions of the Sandman... I like how she included her former WCW associates to make her... Seem like this big time deal in ECW. That's pretty damn good. Good shit there. Nope. Wooden chair. <laughs> yeah. Wooden chair. That's my new favorite prop. So we're getting the recap of Too Cold and Matt Bourne. Nothing I thought of during that promo is women saying, oh, I brought the, the gate, the ticket sales, got the ratings. Bullshit. You're not getting any ratings. There's no fucking big ticket sales. That's like you and I saying for this ep for Extreme ECW Live Cast or Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Yeah, we have thousands and thousands of listeners every week. Shows fucking all around the world. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It is around the world. But, like, minuscule. <laughs> but. They're, like, putting themselves over, like, the rest of the world doesn't know, like, yeah, yeah. 
I, I guess that's what you gotta do. You gotta pretend to be number one. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Look, we try to be honest here. <laughs> We're an honest people. Honest people don't succeed, I guess. <laughs> it's so funny seeing him with the mask on. <laughs> it is so funny how he makes him look legit. Such a clown. Oh, maybe this will be a good promo by Too Cold. I hold this thing in my hand. You know, and it's like all over again, you know. I get this real sick feeling in my stomach. You know, I can remember laying there on the mat, getting up with this thing on my head. And I look and I think to myself, man, I really feel sick to my stomach, man, to have something like this on my head, you know. And I ask myself, and I ask all the fans out there, do y'all think maybe it can be a little something wrong with Bourne, you know. A man that walk around with a so-called green wig mask on, calling himself a clown, you know. Something ain't right with that type of person. I don't know what it is, man. But I tell you what, Matt. Sucks. Every time I hold this thing in my hand, I can just sit there and I can just think about that. And that knot in my stomach just keeps getting tighter and tighter. And, you know, it's not like if I really want to throw up, man, but it's like something runs through my head like that man has really got to be sick. And for somebody to be that so sick in the head to put this on and want to come after too cold. <laughs> well, I tell you something, boring. That is. Whether you want to wear this on your head, <laughs> and if you want to make somebody live in your hell, Scorpio ain't the man for playing your games. You understand what I'm saying? Because the bottom line is, this is extreme championship wrestling. The clown ain't no need. Come to me like the man, the man you be, born again. Step to me face to face. Ain't no games. Ain't nothing planned. Because when I get you in that ring. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to see all the action and you want to see the ass kicking and you want to see somebody go down, born again, when I step in that ring with you, that sick feeling that I have in my stomach from you putting that green mask on, all of the fear, all of the anger, everything that I built up inside, night after night, just thinking about you and that green mask, and what's running through your head, and what's really making you sick. This is a fucking but I tell you what, promo. When I get your ass in the ring, it's going to be me and you going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, whether it be wrestling or it be fighting. I'm coming to get a piece of your ass. Take notes. I mean that. Flash, you so funky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he didn't hit him with the whoop. There it is. Oh, he was serious this time. God damn it. I waited all time for that. Didn't even get the punchline. <laughs> I was going to do the flash. You so funky at the end. <laughs> I was like, "What's he gonna shut up?" <laughs> How do we shut him off? You know, looking for the off switch. All right, what's Joey Styles got? Got another promo coming up here. Oh, Tommy Cairo. The hell's toothless Tommy gonna say? Iron Man, toothless. There he is in his backyard. 
Mystic Island, New Jersey. All right, from New Jersey, dressed like he's from fucking Texas. Yeah. I don't think they wear those vests in New Jersey. To sit there and watch it on TV, it was. It was difficult. It was difficult for all of our television viewers. It was difficult. Why would he care? Fuck Why does he care about Sandman? Fuck Sandman. You hated him. He's like, duh, it really was. It really was. Give me your money. Pay your bills, Tommy Cairo. Remember that? Pay your bills. Now he feels bad. Jag off. To hear his blood curling cries. Okay? To see the man blinded. To hear him cry out for help. I wish I was there to see it in person. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I wish I was the one that blinded him myself. That's right. Okay, I was wrong. With all this yelling, what's going on? Mr. Cairo, if I could have a few words with you off camera during this break, I would sincerely appreciate it. For all of our viewers at home, we will be right back. The fuck Joey Styles problem. What? Why is Joey Styles match going on in the background? There was, yeah. But why is Joey Styles totally against Tommy Cairo's comments? No idea. Let's hear some more of this. Oh, I feel like I'm watching two different episodes in one right now. I'm not going to sit here and say what you want me to say. I don't work for this organization. You can't fire me. The doctor told me to get up, take up a hobby. Working around the garden, growing some vegetables. Relieve the stress. And I've done that. And I've had a lot of time to do that. The last month to be exact, because I've been out of commission at the hands of the Sandman, that low-life scumbag, the Sandman. That's right, a testament to the toughness of the Sandman. Oh, he's a real tough man. He took me out. He hit me from behind with a stick when I wasn't looking. Real tough man. And that other guy, Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Sandman, I'm so sorry what I did. I blinded you. I feel so bad. I'm wrestling all my matches for the Sandman. What a crock. I never heard anything like that in my life. This is ridiculous. The Sandman. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy. It's like there's a conspiracy theory going on. And Tommy Cairo is the one breaking it down. Yeah, why is Joey Styles so pissed that Tommy Cairo is mad about the Sandman being injured? I thought Tommy, I thought Joey Styles was like a voice of reason on the show, and he's basically trying to shut up Cairo. And Cairo is the one like telling the truth. Why is Tommy Dreamer crying about this and saying I'm gonna wrestle all my matches for you? There's some weird shit going on here. <laughs> Did you get all that, JV? 
Have a take. What do you mean, get it? Like, understand it? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, we're confu- we're confused with the storyline itself. Why Tommy? I feel like so. Tommy's calling out Tommy Dreamer for almost faking his apology and all that bullshit with Sandman. Right. Hello. Yeah, I guess. Why is Joey Styles mad at Tommy Cairo for talking shit about Sandman being injured? He's trying I think it's just because he's not an employee. I don't know. It was weird because they weren't getting along. Well, that was my issue. Is like, why are you going to talk to Tommy Cairo, who you know is an enemy? Well, because Tommy Cairo has the history with Sandman. So why is Joey Styles defending the Sandman? Well, because it seems like they're trying to make Sandman... A babyface. Oh, a babyface, but the good guy. That's what we got last, you know, our last episode we covered at the oh, end there. Oh. They but they're just doing a I, 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 mean, I don't know. That's the only thing I can assume they're trying to do. But it's just, like, abrupt. It is. Now, here's, here's two real world-class athletes. Right. Oh, yeah, let's move on to the next match. The, the continuing story of Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman will continue, I'm sure. But here we go. We got yeah. Benoit. Whatever's going on there. <laughs> and Surfer Ray Odyssey. I'm intrigued by it, though. I'm interested. You know, that's the thing with watch-along lifestyles. You know, we got to think about it on the fly. <laughs> and might cut into some matches at times. Yeah, like we've never seen this, so it's like right. no <laughs> trying to digest what the fuck is going on. I mean, I kind of know where it goes, but I'm not just going to jump out and say shit. It hasn't happened, but we know. <laughs> I understand he moved to Connecticut to join the circus. <laughs> <laughs> to join the circus in Connecticut. That's great. That's funny. So Benoit and Sabu next week on this episode and uh, on the next episode. What Joey Styles was just saying is that Sabu might be gone. Because right at this time, some people forget this. Sabu was going to leave. Sabu was going to go to WWF back here in 94. That didn't come to fruition, so he ended up staying. Uh, they were interested in him. Sabu would not have been a fit in 1994. <laughs> I wonder what they wanted to make him. That must have been a thing that made him say, fuck yeah, I'm not going. They probably wanted to be some kind of strange gimmick. Well, here we got JV's boy, Surfer Ray. Yeah, these guys are putting on a good match so far. I know we've kind of been talking over it, but I've I've been watching it and it's oh, it's good. It is good. And it's slow paced. Ray Odyssey is the most underrated wrestler I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of. Yeah, that you never heard of. Yeah. Yep. Look how shitty his knee pads are. Did it, like, Everything about him screams this guy should really suck at wrestling. But he's actually good. Right. I don't know. I'm not a pro. So I guess I don't know. But passes the eye test. 
Yeah, I he never looks lost. Not at all. And he's working with Chris Benoit, and it looks like a decent match. Yeah. I mean, he is the... If this was WWF Superstars from 1991, he's in the driver role, of course. But he's working fine. Oh. Oh, more to the story. All right, cool. It's drama. All right, Tommy Dream is demanding to talk to Tommy Cairo for calling him a crybaby. Fuck you, Tommy. You shouldn't have been a crybaby. You should have been fucked Sandman. That's what you should have said. Tommy Cairo's right. Chris Benoit back in the ring just fucking gave a little gut splash to Ray Odyssey. Now, uh, oh, this, this is over. Body slam in the middle of the ring, going up for the headbutt. Flying headbutt. Boom. Shades of Dynamite Kid is his favorite wrestler. And the crowd is loving it. It's the Pegasus Kid. Chris Benoit. <laughs> We're going to rehook the satellite. <laughs> uh, the shit they could say back then. Nobody knows technology. Let's just say this shit. Alright, here it is. Confrontation. Tommy Cairo. Tommy Dreamer. Let's listen. Look at my outfit. That's funny. <laughs> oh, God. Look at my fanny pack. Look at my teeth. I think Tommy Cairo's in the right here. What's up with me? I'm sitting here in my yard in this beautiful garden enjoying Dreamer, you're the little bitch. After all this whole month sitting here tending to the garden, I'm enjoying the fruits. And you know what I enjoy the most? Sitting around here all afternoon eating peaches. Oh! <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, that's the heat between them is that he's banging his ex-wife. But well, not his ex. Sandman's wife. He's eating pizzas. <laughs> so why does he give a fuck? What is he, Sandman's butt buddy now? Like, that's... Like, he's up his ass? I, I blinded the man. Oh, I love him now because I blinded him. Fucking jerk off. All right, good. Shane Douglas. As the man that wears the gold, the man who challenged the nature boy to a shoot, and the nature boy refused to take it. I challenged him to come up to Philadelphia with me in the spectrum and see if he can go 60 minutes with the franchise. 
and he hasn't taken it. In fact, he gave an unequivocal, no, sir, I won't do it. You can't trust the franchise. What are you afraid of, Rick? Are you afraid of getting your ass kicked? Are you afraid of taking somebody that you claimed was always mid-card, mid-level, and take you down and prove to everybody in the wrestling world that you're nothing more than garbage? that you're nothing more than second rate, that you are nothing more than an old man looking for a handout, a paycheck from Ted Turner. <laughs> but enough said about has-beens. <laughs> ECW is where the future of professional wrestling lies. It's not with WCW. It's not with WWE. It's with extreme championship wrestling because this sport is violent, because people get broken bones because people break their necks, because people get sprains and contusions every single night in this sport. <laughs> Tell the little kids at home to sit down and watch Snoopy on Saturday morning because professional wrestling is a violent sport. And I stand at the top of the mountain today looking down at all the throngs of great wrestlers in ECW. You can talk about giants. You can talk about the near seven foot tall, 350 pound 911. Or you can talk about crazy, maniacs, death-defying flyers like Sabu. Or you can talk about great wrestling technicians like the shooter Dean Malenko. Or you can talk about the great Benoit. You can talk about the incredible suplex machine, Tasmaniac. You can talk about the young up-and-coming great athletes like Tommy Dreamer. You can talk about Two Cold Scorpio, the man that flies like nobody else in this sport. And when you take them and you lump them all together, what you've got assembled is the greatest set of wrestlers, the greatest group of wrestlers ever assembled in the United States or in the world. That's the reason that the letters ECW mean wrestling, and wrestling means ECW. The others are nothing more than pretenders to the throne. They can talk about being wrestling, but then they say, no violence. They can talk about being great, but then they don't answer the call for the franchise. They can talk about the big bucks that Ted Turner or Vince McMahon have. But all across this great nation, people are talking about one wrestling organization, the Extreme Championship Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and I am at top of the mountain as the franchise as the greatest wrestler slash athlete. You notice I didn't put the word entertainer in there. As the man that has taken the sport of professional wrestling to a new level. <laughs> I can stand here and explain to the people why it is they call me the franchise. But rather than say it, just turn on your TV every week and watch it because a picture's worth a thousand words. <laughs> well, there you have the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Great shit. Yeah, great shit. I didn't like his mustache. But... Oh, I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the part where he was promoting everybody in the company, like pumping everybody yep. up, bringing mm -hmm. up ECW. The only thing I didn't really like, and I, I get why he did it, is because he's trying to shit on WCW, WWF. Is he was talking shit about Ric Flair. The, the thing is, it, you can't really talk shit about him 
if you know it's not going to lead to a feud or a match. It's not fair. Yep. It's like it's one-sided. Like, oh, yeah, I'm the badass. So everybody that watches ECW is going to be like, yeah, Shane Douglas will kick Ric Flair's ass. But Ric Flair never gets a rebuttal on it. So it's just not fair. But they're up-and-comers. They're trying to get attention. So it makes sense, but that's the only thing I didn't like, but whatever. All right, so now we're on to the match. The big match is the main event. It's Cactus Jack, Sabu. Are we going to get a Sabu match that we actually like? Let's see. Well, this is supposed to be legendary, right? <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> legendary hardcore main event. Yep, Cactus Jack is losing that. Squeal that he'll go on to use as mankind just a year and a half later. It's crazy to think how many people came through ECW and that led to going to WWF. <laughs> Paul Heyman. No one, no one lurks with a chair like that. Was funny. He took wow. that right back to the right face. back to the head. Wood, the wooden chair. Yeah. What I was trying to say. No one lurks with a chair. Oh, oh dude. He hit himself in the fucking gut. That was an accident. Holy he's, fuck. He's in pain. What the? Oh man. I wish that production was good enough for a replays right away. I need to see that. Yeah, Sabu is down, and that's why 911 is now here. Fighting Cactus Jack as things seemingly came to a standstill. Paul E is standing right with Sabu. Sabu fucking landed on his. Right on his fucking gut, or his. Oh, man. That was brutal. His chest. Man. Wow. And now Cactus has Sabu. And Sabu's still holding on to his ribs. Bang, bang. <laughs> Cactus Jack. Mick Foley's probably thinking, suck it up, fucker. I've been through worse. <laughs> and guess what, JV? Another example of why Sabu sucks. How many times do I got to say it? How many times is this going to come up? Every match we watch, he fucks up. People are just impressed that he flips through the fucking sky. He sucks. He flips through the sky, misses spots, flips through the spot, yeah, through the sky. Reckless. He seems like yeah, a, like doesn't a, know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he can flip. He's unpredictable. He sucks. And that's why he never had a job in a company that would pay him money. Touche. He's a uh, liability. Right. Like, I don't know. He's. A... <laughs> and Especially even to this day, if you follow him on Twitter, he's. He's off the wall. Is and, he? Yeah. And, and might as well at this point say, 
Sabu just followed us on Twitter this past week. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Not that he listens, but he followed us for some reason. I was like, shit. Hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> well, hey, we don't like him. That's part of being... People I, don't like Bill Kogan either, you know? I, I liked him at the time. I was impressed. Like, oh, look at this. this is a high flyer. You see him in it's PWI. Still early, but what I'm seeing so far just seems like... He's dangerous. No, but, hey, that's also part of his right lore. You know what I mean? That's true. A hard time with that word. No, no, no. You're right. Well, let's see how he does here with this. All right, so that that's fine. Now he's jump off the off the chair, sidekick into the into the turnbuckle. That's fine. But he's fucked up. He shouldn't even be wrestling right now. He's going, Arabian, it is. So he misses two Arabian face busters. I mean, I try to defend Sabu in saying that at the time this stuff was innovative and that's why people loved him. But historical perspective will say he wasn't that good. He wasn't even that good at doing that shit. How about RVD? He was a lot better at doing all that shit. Maybe RVD got some inspiration. So I guess you could argue the point that Sabu was an inspiration. But an inspiration doesn't make you good. Regardless of the fact or whatever you think, he's going to be remembered because he's Sabu. But go watch some matches and you'll see how it really was. Every fucking single match in this early Sabu run, he has sucked. Jack up Sabu and him on the table outside. Don't be mad. Be mad at me. I don't know if people would say that about Cactus Jack, though. Oh, Cactus Jack sucked. He got fucking beat up all the time. Maybe. I don't know. No one can go back what watch that. I've ne- never seen him before. Look at his career, his character. He's just like... No, he's easy to gravitate to. Yep. Sorry, I just went on a fucking little shitstorm of Sabu. <laughs> Yeah. It's enough matches already. It's like, come on. How many times is he going to hurt himself or hurt somebody else? <laughs> like, there was no like denying that he injured himself by going crazy on that spot. Those spots are not meant to be done by most people. If you can't hit that spot, then you shouldn't do it. And the thinking that I get right now is TKO Ryan. He injured himself, fucked up his career in ROH by doing a move like that Mm -hmm. and fucking up himself on the guardrail when he is too big to be doing a move like that. And that's what happened to him. 
career is fucked now. Because everybody thinks they need to jump off the top fucking rope and do a fucking little spin thing into the crowd. <laughs> to get attention. You're not wrong, Pru. You're not wrong. All right, anyway. All right, back to the match. <laughs> Like this, this, this arena is a lot bigger than I thought it was. Well, yeah, they're in Harrisburg. Seems like yeah. they're a mile away from the ring now. <laughs> they're way far away. <laughs> that wasn't even stage. It's funny they say, "Oh, they were on the stage." Those were like five tables pushed together. Five big wooden tables, like wood shop tables. That'd be like in a carpentry carpentry shop at Diamond, <laughs> the, the vocational school we went to. That's what they just fucking dove off of. Oh, they're off the stage. No, those are tables. Damn, but this brawl is going all over the place. Hey, look at that. Go, go back. Go back. <laughs> yeah, bald spot. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, grow back. How about you grow back? Not go back. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. No grow back. And no grow back. Oh, shit. He's fucking whacking him with an old school trash can. One of those steel cans that don't exist anymore. Uh, maybe they do. I guess you could buy them at Home Depot. But. Your town won't pick your trash up in those cans anymore. Oh, Cactus goes after nine. Uh, goes after Paulie, but 911 makes the save. Oh! See? Another guy! Nine one one just fucking tossed Cactus Jack right into the steel guardrail. The reason why I say another guy is just another guy that's not supposed to be in wrestling. Uh oh. Alright, we got a table set up. Hopefully this works. I just, I just, it's like doom and gloom in this match. Maybe this is why it's legendary. It's legendary <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's legendary fuck up. You have Cactus Jack, one of the greatest of all time, dealing with Sabu and 911. Oh, well, he hits it, and they, you can see they had to change the guardrails. They had to push him way back. Cactus went through the table. And fine, that's cool. The table didn't even break. It's like the table has like four layers to it. You see that? Yeah, that doesn't look like like uh not a break quick table. No. A break quick table, yeah. These guys like a break your back quick. <laughs> Man. The fact that Taboo's alive right now to, to fucking follow us. <laughs> That's a feat in itself. Damn, 911 is bringing Sabu back into the ring. Cactus Jack has a beer bottle. Just... 
just the spectacle of this all, this might be Sabu's best match. <laughs> it's not that bad of a match. I mean, we're kind of over-critiquing Sabu, but the I'm match o- itself yeah. isn't that bad. Well, we're over... Nice. Nice. I like the split. Ooh, like, it looked like, like, that's... Looked like Mick Foley, uh, Cactus Jack, got his knees up. I never know what to call Slightly. it. Split, split-legged moonsault. We had a conversation on the bottom line cast with RVD doing it. Split-legged moonsault. But yeah, I think we're... We're overcritical, or I'm overcritical on this particular match because we've seen just match after match with Sabu that disappoints us. So I'm just going off a base of what we've seen on this podcast. And going into it, I love Sabu. I thought, oh shit, he's an ECW guy. Like, preferences changed, I guess, over time. I don't think it's that good. Not saying I'm right. You guys can love it. Doesn't fucking matter what I think. Okay, I'm interested here. Oh, hits him with the bottle. I like that, though. The fucking bank. I love when the bottles don't break, either. It shows how fucking hard it is. The bottle shouldn't, like... If the bottle doesn't break, that hurts more. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all impact. Oh! You heard the dink? Oh, no! Oh, again! Dude, three times. What the fuck? Oh, it finally breaks. Holy shit. With the handle. Like he's up like a like an old school bar fight. Sling sling slash splash. Sabu gets the win. Alright, Sabu wins. I have nothing against the story of Sabu winning the match. It's just a tag match. I mean, a match against two tag teams that hate each other. That was a good match, though. Yeah. It was well-paced. Not a lot of dead air. No, no. That was good. I wouldn't call it legendary, but uh, I guess legendary for what we've seen so far. I think if, maybe... If our coverage ended today, this would be a legendary moment. Oh, well, this was a fucking extreme hardcore match for sure. Mm-hmm. And some memorable moment. So maybe it is legendary... In the lore of ECW. I'm going to have to try to look back and see if there's anything written about this. Especially those shots. Like, with the beer bottle to the head. Like, three, four times. They didn't bust on his head. <laughs> so, man, there's got to be stories about it. I wonder if Sabu or Mick Foley's ever talked about it. I've never read his books. So it's a shame because I have. I have his book, but I haven't read it. Supposed to be a damn great book, obviously. Uh, so He's I wonder if a he, couple, hasn't he? Yeah, probably more than that by now. But I wonder if he talks about his time in ECW in there, and in particular, particular his matches with Sabu. But yeah, anyway, all right. So, man, what a way to end the show there. Uh, this the story remains: Tommy Dreamer, Sandman. Now Tommy Cairo's brought back into the story. That's intriguing to me. I'm interested in all that and seeing how that plays out. And we're going to continue with that. And we're going to see more of that, I'm sure, coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, JV, what did you think of this episode? Uh, Like um, episode as in October 18th or yeah, episode October- 37 of the Extreme Cast? 18. October 18th. 
I think it was. Hmm. Well, you like the you like the surfer, Chris Benoit. Yeah, I think it was better than the October 11th episode we just covered. The only real like weird thing is the the whole the, the whole angle right now with Tommy Cairo, Tommy Dreamer, and Sandman is just I I don't. It's throwing I don't me know off. What I'm supposed to be feeling, or like who I'm supposed to be rooting for, who am I not supposed to be liking? It's weird. It's right. like I don't know enough about the story yet, but we know their backstory. It doesn't. It's weird. No, their I, backstory I, doesn't match where with what they're doing. What they're dealing with right now, right? Right. Because we went into it knowing, Sandman's the asshole, woman's an asshole. Tommy Dream is the babyface. He gets his ass kicked by Sandman and woman and degraded and beat with the cane. And we're set up with like, oh, same man's the asshole. Tommy Dream is a good guy. And then, even in the past, we know that Tommy Cairo was fucked over by Sandman and Woman. So fuck Sandman and Woman. Tommy Cairo was screwed, and he ended up with Peaches because Peaches was mistreated by Sandman. And Sandman left Peaches for Woman. So there's that. Now <laughs> we have Tommy Dreamer. Crying about blinding the Sandman. We have the commentary saying, Oh no, Sandman's injured. Oh, 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 all like worried about Sandman, who's been an asshole to everybody. And then you have, they bring in Tommy Cairo to give his view of what happened because he was so involved in the story. And Joey Styles loses his mind on Tommy Cairo saying he's an asshole for saying that. Sandman deserves what he got. And Tommy Cairo's being a pussy for crying about injuring him. And Tommy Cairo's like the voice of reason. Tommy Cairo's our voice in this story. Like, what the fuck's the problem? So that's what's so confusing. Where are they going? It's like they have a voice that represents what we think in Tommy Cairo. But where are they going with it? I'm very interested to like, see what the fuck happened. Why is Joey Styles all of a sudden playing a role in in a story? Like, oh, you can't say that. We're going to cut you off. We're going to cut you off, Tommy Cairo. It, it just makes no sense. It's just all over the place. But I guess we'll see where it goes. And where it goes might not make any sense either. But yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> all right. So. That continues on, and we'll get to that. And we're going to do the ECW wrap-up, so we'll be right back. All right, we're back now for the Extreme ECW Live wrap-up. And next week, like I said, we'll be back. Well, next episode, we'll be back in two weeks for episode 38, and we're going to be covering ECW Hardcore TV 79 and 80 from October 25th and November 1st of 1994. And then two weeks after that, We'll be covering our eighth Supercard special. It's November to Remember 94. November 5th of 1994. And that's when things will come to fruition for that story between the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer as Sandman comes out and says that he is going to retire. So we'll find out a lot on that episode. All right, so that's what's coming up on the Extreme ECW Livecast. Also, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with me and JV. As this past week, we've covered episode 100. 100 chronological episodes of the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
And this week's episode is called the Five Star Splash. We are covering No Mercy 2001. It's the triple threat match where Stone Cold Steve Austin defends his WWF Championship against Kurt Angle and RBD. Okay, also check us out on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. And you can follow me, Mike Crew, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. JV, anything you have to say before we head on out? Nah, see you in two weeks. All right, so the players out here, we have a song from Alice in Chains. It's called Grind. And this was used in a video package building up to the matches from this past week that we just watched. And their upcoming matches between Sabu and Cactus Jack. There it is again. It's Alice in Chains grind. And we always love some Alice in Chains on this podcast. Hell yeah. So Hell take yeah. a listen to that. See you guys in two weeks. So long. <laughs>